Welcome to the Carl Reader Show. Hello and welcome to the Carl Reader Show. Now today we have got part of a mini-series and this mini-series is based on a conversation that myself and David Holland had. Now those of you that know Dave will know that he's my personal coach and we've been friends and associates for a long time. Now we had a chat for our podcast but you know what this chat ended up being over three hours. So we've extracted the very best bits and carved them up into a mini-series so that you can take away bite-sized information as if you are a fly on the wall of this conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Please do subscribe and leave a review if you do. And I can't wait to speak to you again in series two. Tell, tell us your views on goal setting Gosh, while, I, while, I, while I grab a water. <laughs> I think I'll go back. Actually, and, no, no, no. It's your turn, isn't it? Is it do, my do turn? Do you want to do the next one? Go on. I'll... The next subject. No, it's okay. We'll go with this one. We'll do goal setting. I'll do goal setting. The next one. There we go. In fact, yeah, I'll, get my, I'll get my chance then. I think a goal setting, I think th there's a lot of... Um, myths out there around goal setting. There's this classic story that does the rounds about some intake at Harvard who yeah, they yeah. measured, you know, they measured the performance and those who wrote their goals down were 50 times more wealthy than the ones who didn't. Mm. Of course, it was made up, wasn't it? It was all bullshit. Yeah, of course. That well, was do, bullshit. do you know what? So we, we did the public speaking episode a few episodes ago, if you're listening. Uh -huh. And um, what what... What happened on my first presentation that was two hours long? Mm -hmm. I quoted that stat. Oh, so I found okay. it on Google, you know. Yeah. So it, was, it bound to be right. And um, bound guy, to be right. On a guy, Google. a guy we both know, Paul Kelly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I know of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he quipped from the audience. Um, what that stat doesn't tell you is that the ninety-eight percent who didn't write goals were also the ninety-eight percent who had fun. <laughs> But it is very it's true. Excellent. It's very true. excellent. And but, it, um, it helped calm my nerves on that talk as well, it has to be said. But, the, but these sort of things get perpetuated in yes. the personal development, professional development world. People on stage, they I've heard this story told so many times, and it gets sort of amplified and embroidered every time it gets done. But actually, there's no evidence for it. It never happened. It's made up on the spot, and it's just one of those things. So I think there's a there are a lot of myths around goal setting. Is it good to have a goal, an objective? Well, yeah, of course it is. But actually, if I, for me, I never had a goal of uh, having a business in Luxembourg. No. Never had a goal of that. I wanted to have, I wanted to travel with the family, I wanted to build a business and do whatever we could. My goal was to go on a journey and experience whatever we could. Yes. And that's what, now, do I have goals and things I want to achieve and numbers and the Yeah, short-term stuff I do, but long-term, no. I don't actually, mm. I think. I mean, for me, I, I don't. I don't do regular goal setting. Yeah. I, I know I should. Yeah, well, you know, the theory... if you say that, but your life's working out pretty well yeah. without goals. Do you, and... do you know, the theory says that I should. Yeah, well, um, that's it. But for me, I think that there's there's actually a bit more to it than just setting goals. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if you're a business, you're not going to achieve any real strategic plan by setting a list of five goals. Yeah. You know, if you're... Um, if your goal is, I'm going to cut overhead, you know, it's the equivalent of a personal losing weight. Mm -hmm. If um, if your goal is, I'm going to generate X number of leads, which is the equivalent of, I'm going to go out running. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the kind of goals we set personally yeah. from a business perspective don't work. So would they work personally? I don't know. I, I actually feel that it's more about the stuff that seems like it's corporate management talk, mm -hmm. but understanding your personal values mm -hmm. Understanding your personal paradigms, you know, what are your beliefs that shape you, yeah. 
and where roughly do you want to get to? Yeah. Um, and I think the challenge with goal setting personally, and then probably to business as well, was we've become too, once it's set and defined, I know we're told to write it down and set specifics and make it smart. Yeah. Um, and I do agree with that mm -hmm. for the process of setting tactical goals. Yeah, I don't agree with you. Go on, yeah. But <laughs> or we'll, have a, we'll have a chat on that later. But I agree with that for setting tactical goals. Yeah. But the problem is, when it comes to setting actual direction of where you're going, that stuff's irrelevant. That's okay. Dave's just having a call coming in, guys. Um, and the call's gone. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry about that. Technology. Technology. <laughs> we, we, said, we said that it was off the cuff, didn't exactly, we? Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that, uh, for me, trying to take a tactical approach to something that should be a strategic matter in your life yeah. is the yeah. big issue. Yeah. I think having a goal, I think you're right, short term, have a goal, and then you figure out how you're going to do it. You want to achieve some sort of target or KPI. That's great. Have that there. And then you work out how we're going to do it. What are we going to do tactically to achieve it? Mm. And that, that works. I think when it comes down to, you know, it's again, another one of these you know, smart goals, specific measurable achievable results in time. Well, I don't know anybody who's actually that really successful. When you say to them, when you started out, did you set yourself a smart goal? Mm. And they go, no, of course not. I just went for it, had a bit of fun and took some risks and got on with it. And we landed here. So there's a difference between... Uh, you know, setting a, what is a, a smart, small goal. Uh, small people do smart goals. Big people do crazy stuff and hope for the best and take some risks. And that's part of it, I think. So for me, goal setting is, um, you know, it, it's interesting because I, I can see how smart goals work in theory. Mm. Yeah. But if I look at myself, you know, I, I've set goals at times, mm -hmm. um, but those goals just happen to be as a result of a Brian Tracy or Joe Book, I think it was, or <laughs> yes. Tony Robbins or whatever. Um, <laughs> But it actually ended up just being a little notebook where I dumped down some ideas of stuff that I wanted. You know, it was yeah. very material like a shopping list. It was a shopping list. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a dream shopping list and I achieved them without realising it. <laughs> now, <laughs> was that because I wrote the goal down or was that because it was in my mind anyway, yeah. I just happened to write it down, but it was the direction I was yeah, heading I think that, the, the, That's the bit I can't answer. There's a whole side sort of psychology around it, I think, as well. I think I, I do think writing stuff down, you know, like, like the shopping list, if you write it down or you have your vision board or some you know, something to remind you of, I don't know exactly how it works, but in my experience, you know, for me and for other people as well, is once you've got something in your mind, either it was there so it's on the board or it's on the board so it's there in your mind... It, but it does direct our focus. Yes. And we do tend to recognise opportunities and things to move us towards mm. well, It's a bit like the new car syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Where you, um, yeah. you, you're thinking of a new car and you see it ten times. Exactly right. That's it. And so it is that sort of... And that exclusivity that you thought you had with this car right, just gone, right, isn't it? Gone. <laughs> There's loads of silver BMWs yes. out there, aren't there? Who would have thought? But no, I think it is that. And I think having a... You know, there is validity in writing it down. But also there's a limitation... Goals can be a limitation as well mm. because we get, to, as you said, we, we tend to write goals based on the, the position and the horizon we can see from here. Yes. And we write that down with our knowledge now and we achieve it and go, that was great, knew that. But actually we miss out on what we're actually capable of. Mm. And it, sometimes it takes a big a trauma in somebody's life or something like that. And you can see all sorts of stories. On, on, they're all over YouTube, if you like, where people achieve amazing things. But they did it because they had no choice or they had no they, they yes. had permission to do it. That's probably where the real goals come from. Yeah, because so, I'm, I'm still very much of a belief that 
strategically you set your values you set your vision mm. you, know, you, you know roughly where you're going and, and this applies for businesses as well I, I think we probably should bring it back to a business yes, right, yes. Um, but yeah you, you, you set your your stakeholders who you're doing it for all of that stuff yeah um, but then tactically you set goals, but it's very yeah. short term as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yes. And that's where smart kicks in. Yeah, I agree. In a 90 day sprint, you can be 90 smart. day sprint, Absolutely. and yeah. you know, over the next three months, we're going to hit X amount of invoicing, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. Yeah. And this is, you know, so it has to be realistic yeah. because there's no point in three months trying to be too unrealistic. No, exactly. No, um, agreed. Yeah, short term, you're good. But the smart, yeah. applying the smart principles on strategic thinking yeah, isn't going to be smart. No, exactly. And if you think about it, look, it's. Look at Facebook, you know, when, when, when Zuckerberg sat down and did what he did over in the university, did he write down smart goals, let's get, you know, three billion people on Facebook? <laughs> I don't think he did somehow. No. But, so, but, but he had to have the short-term tactical goals, I'm sure he does now, but he couldn't have predicted. I don't think he even says he did predict. No. I don't think he predicted he was going to go to this level. So this brings us really nicely back to the subject of scaling. Mm. And at what point in a business do you believe that businesses need to go from entrepreneurial... Um, you know, gut feel mm-hmm. to actually having corporate processes and systems for decision making and oh, I think tactical as management. soon as you get well, as soon as you get sort of outside the family for a start. Okay, uh, when you've got a, a husband and wife or father and son, whatever yes. it is, you got they, they're intuitive, they're in tune with each other, that sort of thing. Once you start bringing people from outside the family or the shareholders yes. into the business. You might as well start doing the systems then. Yes. So when you got, it could be from that's three early, people. That's earlier than I would have said. <laughs> right. Okay. But um, because so. <laughs> I would have, I would have said it's at the point that you need a management team. Right. Okay. Where you need okay. to, yeah, really step it up. Uh, but then again, you know, you look at some of the greatest companies out there, and they're still entrepreneurial in their way of thinking right. and that's doing. Right. Yes. Um, so you know, I, I'm th- I'm speaking as I'm thinking of it on the spot, but you know, I look at. Intuit, who are 57 billion market cap, last time I checked, probably in the 60s or 70s now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still very entrepreneurial and startup Absolutely. focused at heart. Uh, I think the lean startup was modelled on them. Right, okay. Um, yeah, then there's companies like Uber and Slack and so on who, who clearly have got, uh, well, whilst what goes on in some of these businesses, you know, I'm referring to you, Uber, uh, <laughs> might, might not be ideal, and Revolut and so on. It might yep. not be ideal what we hear coming out of it, but actually, mm-hmm. Well, you've got the negatives of an entrepreneurial business. You've got the clear benefits of Uber being um, possibly by far the biggest return for angel investors. So, so there is some magic to the table. There is magic to it. It's the blend, isn't it? I think because having the there's there's a fabulous uh, book um, called the um, the founders mentality. Yes. And they, what they talk about is the, the founders are entrepreneurial, fight for the business and build and grow it, and then they hire lots of people who want safety, security, and low risk, and that mentality and spark goes so you need those people from a sustainability perspective but you got to keep that spark as well and that's the art of it and i think google were the pioneers in this mm. where they had their um intrapreneur program where mm. they devoted a certain amount of time to innovation and yeah. creativity and entrepreneurship where yeah. an employee could actually say right well, you know what i'm gonna design this project and they just got given permission to do it. Mm, yep. I, I thought that's fantastic. It's great, absolutely. No, I bet this is the sort of, is that blend? It's the, how do you keep the spirit and the energy and the yep. passion 
that actually works and keep the systems and structure and reliability that people value as well. And that's the probably the art of the whole it's thing. It's the conundrum of business, isn't Absolutely it? Absolutely right, it is. Fantastic. Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to host this. Well, I think we can call a mini-series. A <laughs> mini-series, um, yes. Yeah, we, we've had... It's a mini-adventure. For the listeners, <laughs> we've had a good couple of hours speaking to each other with just one loop break and two water breaks and one vocal break. Um, it has been... Fantastic, um, certainly for me to talk. You know, I've learned along the way. Um, hopefully, Dave, it's been the same for you. Absolutely. And for the listeners, I really hope that you've taken something from it. And I'm sure that we'll do it again soon. Thank you for listening to the Carl Reader Show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell your friends. This podcast was brought to you by our sponsor, D&T Advisory, helping you unlock the magic in your business by adding value, not numbers. Find out more at www.team-dt.com. QuickBooks, helping UK small businesses stay on top of their finances.